0: Welcome back to In The Hall. You are now listening to episode 63 for Thursday, September 9th, 2021. Glad to have you here. Hope you got paid today. Sometimes that direct deposit will hit on a Thursday. And That's always nice. You can go into the weekend or we're really just going to Friday knowing that you already got paid because you always deal with that one person on Friday right before the weekend the universe will send you that, that last person that makes you, because really it's just the person you're dealing with that makes you say, thank God it's Friday. Thank God I got paid yesterday. Dealing with that one person, you know what I'm talking about. If you ever waited tables or did any kind of customer service, you know, you're, you're going, oh, it's Friday. You know, everyone's in a good mood. And then you just get sent that one person. That just tests every ounce of your patience. And since you got paid the day before, you bite your tongue and you can just, yes ma'am, no ma'am, the shit out of them, clock out and enjoy your weekend. I got paid yesterday is the same as, boy, if I wasn't a Christian. It's the same exact thing. Because if you didn't get paid, And you're dealing with that person. You might have problems. You were like hey. I I don't know why. But I watched a lot of wrestling highlights last night. And I will elbow drop you. Off this counter. Right now. But since I got paid yesterday. I'm just going to remain calm. And enjoy my Saturday. Thank you for the new review. That was nice. Uh, Username Epstein. Didn't kill himself. Thank you for the kind words. The E is a three in Epstein. So I don't know who you are, uh, but thank you for the five stars. And you will fit right in with this demographic, as they call it. Uh, it's a great username. It's nice. Could be, should be a license plate, but it's just too, too long. What do you get? Seven or eight letters, depending on the state. But uh, anyway you like what i do leave a review definitely helps i don't know if it helps with the algorithm but it helps me keep doing these because i go okay people actually are enjoying it i'm just not talking to myself in a straight jacket in a padded room this is a studio you know that's that's when it goes from being an an insane person to a podcaster i think i think you should have a certain number of listeners before they take you out of the straight jacket maybe you should start in it You know, you're tied up and they're like, all right, 500 listeners, we'll take you out of the, you're no longer insane. I was at the gym earlier and there was a guy screaming, come on, get it up. And usually if there's a psychopath yelling like that in the gym, they're probably spotting for somebody else somebody squatting a large amount of weight or benching a large amount of weight. Is that Whatever. Uh, a heavy amount. So usually they're spotting somebody and they're yelling at them to finish the final rep and re-rack the weights. But this guy wasn't spotting anybody. He was yelling at his own bicep while he was doing curls. He was his own personal trainer. I've never seen anything like this. He was a personal, personal trainer. So he's doing curls and he can't get it up. He's at like a 45 degree angle and he's going, Come on! Oh, get it up! Just yelling at his own arm. Somehow his brain was going to figure out how to fire his muscle fibers to finish this rep. Dude, I could not stop laughing. Any workout he would do, you would just hear from across the gym, get it up, and it's just him by himself. No headphones, nothing. I really wanted to film it, but that is not the guy you want to catch you filming. God forbid this guy curling his own, oh, get it up. Are you filming? Are you fucking filming me? Like, you know, you don't don't want that guy to catch you. So it was just probably, I hope he's my new favorite guy at the gym. All right. I thought it was tattoo head, but now it's this, it's this personal, personal trainer. What else did do? Was he like in middle school taking a math test? And he's just like, fucking think, think of the answer. His teacher's like, you need to settle down. He's like, you don't understand. If I yell at myself, I, I perform better. And they're like, well, we can't have that here in algebra (laughs) two it's just like i look forward to going to the gym now sometimes they say when you go to the gym a lot it becomes a chore and that's kind of the phase i'm at where i wake up and i'm like all right know gotta go put this hour in uh but it's now i look forward to i'm like oh i i'm gonna ask him i go hey what when do you usually come to the gym this time every day because i'm a fan of whatever you're doing I just imagine him doing that at, at any single any single task. He just yells at himself. I got a text message this morning from my agent. Uh, again, not a flex if you've been listening to the show. Never made any money with this company. When I moved to Los Angeles, I wrote myself three goals. I wrote, I want to perform at the Comedy Store, the Laugh Factory, and I want to get signed to an agency or, or a management company a company that's supposedly supposed to get you more shows, get you on tour, auditions, the whole thing, right? So I did all of those things. Super grateful, very happy with the short time I had in Los Angeles before the pandemic, and I moved back to Florida. So I signed to this agency. It was official, contract, everything. Uh, They take 10% of your earnings, which we all know 10% of nothing is nothing. And that's how much they got from me. And that's how much I made with them. Nothing. <laughs> it's, but I still get text messages from them. And this text is... Oh, shoot. All right, all right. How do I get out of this? Of course, it messes up. It always messes up when you're doing the show live. You know, I go, okay, I hit these arrow keys. The slide will change. As soon as the show starts, it's... Eh, eh. Fuck you! No, not gonna work. All right, so I get this text. It's a group text. I wanted to make an announcement to all of my clients that I want to be available. I want to be available to you all the time. However, my personal phone number is not to be used after hours or on weekends unless it's an emergency or a friend call. Which I don't know why you'd call the owner of a agency if there was an emergency, like hey, I'm bleeding. I'm on the corner of Sepulveda, and he's like, couldn't you call anyone else? And he's like, no, you're my only friend in Los Angeles. By the way, are there any auditions coming up? So I don't know why he'd call this guy. Uh, but he said, unless it's an emergency or a friend call, no other management company or agency allows people to call them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Please respect my phone and my privacy. Some of you even text me at seven in the morning on weekends. My email for business is da da. da, da, da. I'm not going to say any names. I'm going to say a few names, but not the owner of the company or the agency. Uh last thing is we currently are accepting new clients. Of course you are. We are looking for influencers, transactors, celebrities, and people with disabilities. If you would like to suggest anyone that you know that fits any of those, please have them send me a headshot and resume. This is the year we take over Hollywood. Let's rock this town. Yee. Uh, so I signed to this agency basically just to say I signed to it. I knew another comic. Uh, and when I talked to her, she was like, yeah, I just signed to them just to say, you know, I have a manager. Just a little ego boost to keep you going uh, through the rough times. Even when all else is shit, you can say, hey, at least I have... An agent for whatever that's worth. It's really worth nothing. The only thing that matters now is how big your TikTok is, which is sad to say, but that's kind of the industry. Used to just be able to do really well at stand up and then you could play like a mailman on a sitcom and then eventually get your own TV show. Now it's just kind of like the real goal now is for me to go, hey guys, I'm going to be in Ohio. Uh, Friday Saturday Sunday and then you know if you like the show you come see me do stand-up live that's really the only formula at this point in time but I got an agency just to say hey maybe maybe there's a chance they can throw me on an audition for something I book it or maybe they'll give me some tour dates maybe I can open for another comic and do like a, a run through Texas Alabama, Florida, you know, whatever, just getting paid a a couple hundred bucks just to open every night. And so that was my goal. Uh, so I signed to them. I get invited to this party, the text. I, I don't tell them that I no longer work with them or anything just because I love getting these emails and these text messages because you know, you have a shitty company when they're saying like, Hey, please stop calling me unless it's an emergency. No other when he says no other agency allows this oh it's funny i'll give you an example of of how horrible this agency is besides it not doing anything they have no there's no talent they haven't acquired anyone of substance i mean like including myself so I, they're like oh there's a we're going to have a hollywood party for all the new people that were signed so they saw me do uh they saw me do stand up and they wanted to sign me immediately. I signed immediately because I'm like I live on a bunk bed in Los Angeles. I drive Uber. I don't give a fuck. I'll sign to anybody. Yeah. So they wanted me they want me to do a special with them, but uh, it's a 20-minute special which I have material from like 6 years ago. Some of my first jokes that are like that I've perfected. And I just want to get rid of them, put them out there on YouTube. The problem is if I give this company my special, they own that 20 minutes. They own that six years of material, so to speak. So why don't I just try and film it myself and put it on YouTube because it's going to be the same. It'll probably be better for me to do that than to release it to these people. But yeah, so I go to their party and you think it's going to be like in the hills and like some mansion it's not it was just like some regular house with like an electric stove you walk in and you're like ah this agency ah, i knew it was this probably still like a, a couple million dollar home you know a couple million uh but everything's expensive out there so anyway the point is the agency isn't shit is what i'm trying to say So I walk in, I don't know anybody except for Ron Jeremy. That's their biggest client, this nasty ass ex-porn star who, the reason why I'm bringing this up is I saw he recently got arrested, Uh, not good, a lot of sexual harassment, sexual predator behavior. Uh, So he's their top client. I was talking to, I I thought, dude, I thought I was going to go to this party and be like, oh, I'm going to network. I'm going to like get in someone's TV show. I'm going to make friends with this guy and that guy. No one there had a career at all. We were eating pre-sliced cheese and it was like Ritz crackers and like a shrimp cocktail that still had the price tag on it. And I'm like, ah, oh, dude, I got invited to the like TikTok parties and the, and the, the kids that vlog, everyone dyes their hair blonde and drives a Porsche. Those people were doing better than this agency so i'm at this party you know i'm bringing weed i'm trying to have a good time trying to network people i'm talking to this this lady was like so what do you do i go "Oh, i do uh you know i'm sitting there with my stupid little lunchable sandwich piece of piece of ham and like cheese on a ritz cracker i'm eating it you know some hummus or whatever the fuck they had and she's like i'm like oh i do stand up what do you do she's like i'm an actor and she goes, "Oh boy, I have to go. I have work in the morning." And I go, "Oh, what show are you on? What, you know, are you filming at the Burbank studio or CBS? Where are you at?" She goes, "No, like work, like my job." She goes, "I do I do uh customer service for Verizon or whatever." And I'm like, "Oh, your work is still work for you. Fuck." I was just looking around going, "Fuck like these people." have real jobs and they just go on auditions but they're signed to this agency because the whole point of this agency is they pray to god that one of their 50 you know people that 50 clients that they have hits it big or gets like a super bowl commercial just so they can get that 10% out of you. So it's basically the blind leading the blind. And then this guy Ron Jeremy, who everyone was like trying to talk to at like, like he could help their career unless you're going to shoot some like porno, but it's like, I'm trying to do stand up. Okay. So I immediately know that this agency isn't shit. Uh, I've spoken, I think episode one, if you go back to episode one, I talk about my agent and what we were talking about over text. It's kind of funny actually. Uh, at least I think so. So yeah, there was that um uh, dude, I went to I went to a racetrack to get gas and I racetrack has like the nice bathrooms. So it's one of the few gas stations where we'll I actually use the bathroom. You don't have to get the The worst is they give you the key and you have to go around outside and then it's just a horror scene. <laughs> this is all those Any bathroom where they're like, take the key. I'm like, oh, this is going to be just absolutely destroyed. You can smell it 10 feet before we even open it. I don't even like touching the key because, you know, everyone else touched it. Anyway, so I go into this bathroom. There's two urinals, a stall with the door closed, and this little girl, probably no, no older than five, just standing there. And immediately I was like, was this a new game show? Is this the new To Catch a Predator? Because... Obviously I'm not going to use the urinal with this little girl right here. You know, as soon as you unzip your pants, Chris Hansen comes out of the stall and goes, "Oh, what are you doing here? You think you can just You think you can just whip it out in front of a 5-year-old and then all, all of a sudden you're getting tackled and there's six cameras in front of your face." So immediately I'm like, "Hello, anyone in the stall?" And the girl's dad was in the stall and left her in front of the urinals, which I'm like, "Dude, father mistake Number 1. If you really got to go, sorry, but you got to bring your kid into the stall with you because you can't leave you can't leave her next to the urinal, dude. Like what the fuck trying to make me, you know what I'm saying? It was just weird. So I I I left. I waited for him to finish up and then I was like, "Dude, what the fuck?" You know, I'm thinking I'm going to be on some new game show. <sighs> That's my biggest fear, dude. Just accidentally getting put on the sexual predator list and accidentally anything honestly accidentally getting framed for murder that would be horrible dude just because because in this country i know they like to say you're innocent until proven guilty but it's really the opposite really you're guilty until proven innocent and even when you get proven innocent there's still that that stench on you from all the All the documentaries and shit. People just can't wait to jump on you. Oh, let's make a documentary. We need something. We need new material. Let's use this fucking poor guy that got framed for murder. See if we can get on the top charts on Netflix. See, I was just like, dude, why are you like, don't leave your kid like out in the, by the urinals. It was just odd. She was just standing there. I'm like, what the fuck is this? That's the last thing I need. Dude, if I if I get on the sexual predator list and I can't get, like, a job anywhere and there is no more plan B, like, imagine how funny this show would be if I was a sexual predator because then literally I would have no other options than to be the funniest person in the world. You know? Like, that's how I got into comedy anyway. There was no other... <laughs> there was no home to go to so it was like might as well go to New York and do stand up because it can't get worse than this. Yeah. You know? And that I think that's the only way you should get into comedy is be being kind of forced into it. The person that's like, Oh, I knew I wanted to be a comic since I was five, it's like, what's wrong with you? You probably you're probably more insane than than the person that stumbled into it. You know. Because I've always admired it, but I never thought I'd be doing it. Until I was like, Well, might as well do it. And then it became this thing. And then to my mistake, I thought it was all about being funny till about the fourth year in. I go, How's this person getting booked? They go, Oh, they're they dance on TikTok. And I'm like, What's TikTok? They go, It's this app where you dance. And I go, Well, how do what does that have to do with doing twenty minutes at the comedy store? And they go, Oh, you didn't hear? Uh, none of being funny doesn't matter anymore. And I go, Oh Oh. Aren't I an idiot? Same with music, too. You can just put out some trash, auto-tune it. It might go crazy. You might be a you might be a superstar, but in your own head, you're like, I suck. But you might be a superstar. That's the thing. It's like when you see some of these rappers and some of these comedians, they're so dumb. But the only reason why they're successful is because they never questioned themselves. They never, they never sat in their cubicle and went, what if they just went for it, even though they sucked. And the person that's probably working a real job might be a way better musician, way better artist, way better writer, whatever it is, but they didn't have the balls to just say, fuck it. Even. And it's a weird kind of weird paradigm. That's for sure. Like I'd probably be a great rapper. It's just, I would, if I got in the booth, I'd be like, uh, uh, I'm not. I don't know. It just feels corny. You know what I mean? I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Uh, I do have a challenge for you guys. I tried this last week. I actually, had a great day doing it. Probably gonna make it more of a routine. Uh, it's not the milk crate challenge, okay? It's a. It's gonna. Speaking of corny, all right. It's a stay positive for 24 hours so anytime I got like a negative thought or something like uh or even like I was about to complain about something I was like positive eh, 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 positive," and I just switched my negative thinking to positive thinking instead of going what could go wrong I was like what could go right you know that basic bitch uh quote that's written on a napkin next to a piece of avocado toast but yeah it's it's what I did man and it was uh it was a great day super productive uh but yeah anytime I got a negative thought of like ah this isn't gonna work I just immediately was like threw it out of my head threw a positive thought in there instead and uh it was a good day man so I'm gonna try not to try not to complain or think negative but dude it is so hard for me anyway, but it's just so easy to be like, this sucks, or this isn't going to work. It's almost like a default setting. So you got to kind of break through that and just stay positive. But yeah, I challenge you to just go a whole day with, you're going to get negative thoughts, but as soon as you get them immediately, just kick it out of your head. Just, yeah, you have to be conscious about it. That's the hardest part. You have to catch yourself. Like I caught myself being ungrateful the other day. I opened the fridge and I went, shit, all we have is water. Because sometimes I like some juice, you know. So I went, shit, all we have is water. And immediately I caught myself. I'm like, you ungrateful fuck. All I, all I have is clean, fresh drinking water? What is this bullshit? I was just like, oh, how quick are we to just be so ungrateful? Yeah. There's someone there's someone carrying six gallons of water on their back through a desert right now in their country, going, Man, if only I had if only I had some kind of device that kept water cold in my home, I think it's called a refrigerator. And I'm, you know, flash over to me opening my fridge going, Shit, all we have is water? Fuck. I want some juice. It's just like people would kill even in our own country, dude, Flint, Michigan would kill to have a Brita filter full of water. How sad is that? But yeah, I'm just trying to be more aware. I'm trying to catch myself. Uh, I'm trying to be more more aware of... I got to smile more. I noticed ever since I left Brooklyn, when someone... Even if I've, it's someone I know, I have a hard time Like when I wave to them or whatever or, or say what's up. I have this, this this blank face on. I'm not smiling. And I want to be smiling, but it was just like living in Brooklyn. It was like, don't make any eye contact. Don't, uh, you know, don't smile, walk straight, walk fast because I didn't live in this. Everyone's saying, Oh, Brooklyn is I used to have this bit in my act where everyone's like, Oh, Brooklyn's so gentrified now. And I'm like, well, not on my street. (laughs) I was like, I'm the only white guy for a while. All right. I used to have this bit where I was like, uh, I had uh, I had two black friends from Florida move up with me, my buddy Danny and Paul. And so everyone was like, oh, you're gentrifying our neighborhood. And I'm like, well, actually, I have two black roommates that I brought from Florida. So in a weird way, I'm putting black people back into the community. That cancels me out, right? Two for one. And uh, yeah, it was a fun bit to do. Yeah, I'm just trying to, like, smile more, man, because it was just, uh, you know, someone would be like, hey, what up, Sean? And I'm just like, hey. But I, I, like, I go, oh, I probably looked so, like, I don't know, like, not resting bitch face, but you know what I mean, just like this kind of blank look. Because everyone in Florida is so nice, dude. They'll let you go, you know, at a stop sign. It's like, it, it's those, oh, you go. No, 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 you go. For the most part probably probably 70% of people are like that. And then everyone's quick to quick to talk. And you know, I'm like, "Hey, how you doing today?" Uh, you know, versus some of these cities it's just you know, everyone just keep it moving. It's more selfish, but there is a you know, there is a there is a benefit to that as far as like if you go get a sandwich at the Publix, that's like a big uh, grocery store down here. They have the pub subs. They make you a sandwich right there and some of them just love to talk to you they're like so how's your day going and then you gotta just you know it's good this and that and they they just ask you questions and stuff and you you're trying to stay nice but then you think about in new york you go to one of those delis and like uh downtown manhattan with all those wall street people and everyone just fucking trying to get to work and you'd be like yeah they're like what do you want you're like uh egg lettuce this on a croissant and they're like all right All right, 2850, next! You know, they don't give a fuck about you. And there's a, like, there is a benefit to that. It is colder. It's definitely colder as far as, like, how people interact. But you you keep it moving, and I don't know. Sometimes I like that. Sometimes I like knowing that no one's going to let you over. Because I feel like the people that are too nice are the ones that cause the accidents. You know? Have some. I was going somewhere with this, but I totally forgot. Damn, what was I talking about? New York, Brooklyn. Yeah, just smiling more. No, that wasn't it. Oh, I saw the old guy. Uh, I talked about this a few episodes ago. There's an old guy in my neighborhood, speaking of talking too much, he will... He'll try and, like, bait you in. He walks his dog. I mean, he probably just needs someone to talk to. There's a lot of those people. Uh, but he goes to the dog park, and we were at the pool the other day, and we, Nancy and I we were watching him. He reeled someone in. He asked him about, like, their shoes. He's like, oh, where'd you get those shoes? And they're like, we we got them at this mall. And he's like, oh, I love that mall. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, boom, he got him. You know, as soon as you start answering the guy's questions, He's gonna suck you in. And it was a couple that he started talking to, and they they were doing the they were doing the look to each other, like, oh I can't believe this guy caught us, caught us slipping. Now we're gonna be talking to him for a half hour. They kept trying to get out of it, like, oh, we gotta go now. And he was like, Oh, well, you know, do you guys just just kept, kept him on the leash. Oh, he should be in sales. Just keeps him talking even if you're not interested. That's funny, man. What else we got here on the list? Uh, Oh, did you see California? San Francisco, not all of California, I don't think, is paying $300 a month to people who don't shoot anybody. Here, if I got the see if this clip pulls up. And Francisco has a new program that's meant to help cut gun violence by paying people. The city will identify 10 people who are at high risk of being involved in a shooting, either as a victim or a gunman. It'll pay those individuals $300 a month if they pledge they will not be involved in a crime involving guns. They'll also be paired up with life coaches and can receive an extra $200 a month for reaching goals that include work, school, or acting as a mediator in their community. Dude. San Francisco, shit, San Francisco will pay you $300 a month for not shooting anyone. Wow. Can you imagine how many people are, oh, oh, I'll just, there's so many homeless people that like, that are up there that are like, oh, I'll just stab them instead so I can keep the 300. They're like, your honor, I stabbed the guy. Where's my 300? They're like, you, you pledged not to shoot anybody. They go, I know. I used a sharpened toothbrush. I didn't. I didn't shoot anybody. You can get bonuses. What is that, dude? Is that the point where we're at? Well, as far as San Francisco is like, hey, look, guys, we'll give you. Eventually, it's at the point where, like, look, we'll give you a car, a house. Just don't kill anybody. You know, getting paid not to be a criminal could be more lucrative than being a criminal eventually in this country in california anyway dude what a failed state where you have to pay like look please, hey, hey don't shoot him here's three hundred dollars what if that three hundred a month increases gun violence someone that wants to shoot their ihop manager you know they work at ihop or denny's one of those like Like, shitty breakfast places. I mean, I love IHOP, but to work there, you know, you probably want to kill your manager. Like, well, I was checked to check, so I couldn't afford a handgun. But thanks to the city of San Francisco for giving me my gun violence check, now I can purchase a firearm and shoot my manager. What the fuck? I'm really curious to see how this plays out. So they're giving... You're allowed to steal up to $950 per day in merchandise. And now you're getting $300 on top of that to not shoot someone. I might be moving to San Francisco. I might figure this I might put together a little game plan and uh, figure out how I can make a living by not being a criminal and being a criminal at the same time. Uh, but yeah we'll leave it right there thanks for listening don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button at sean man stand up on instagram sean man comedy on youtube uh, in the hall podcast get it on apple spotify and uh yeah keep leaving the reviews appreciate you guys and we will see you next time you, 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 you want to smoke something you've seen him perform all over la give it up for sean Madden, everybody <laughs> What have we got here, a fucking comedian? This show's not going to go well.